0: We'd beaten Rochdale in the preceding games, but we'd had a draw and the rest were all defeats. Like, it was... What were your personal recollections, Tom, of the morning of the game? Like, from the point you woke up, mate, we'll, we'll, we'll be through it. Like, literally, like, I'm guessing the alarm goes off or do you wake up yourself? What what sort of goes through your mind?
1: Definitely the alarm goes off because I will not wake up otherwise. Um,
0: but I remember, <laughs> I remember, obviously,
1: the game before, which I think it was Lincoln away we Drew. I think it was... One all. And I started that game and I thought I'd play quite well and then obviously to find out that I weren't starting, I was obviously a bit pissed off. Um and then obviously I just sulking a little bit on the bench and then when when Sheridan said to me, Oh, we're gonna put you on, I was thinking, Hold on, we're losing, you're putting me on, like, what's going on? And uh, then he said like, I want you to do a job up top and then I was I was buzzing off that I was excited. So
0: he <laughs> went on and yeah, what happened happened? You went on and did what you did. Yeah. So what? What? So you, so your alarm goes off then, Tom. So you're obviously a deep sleeper by the sounds of it. I like my sleep. I mean, yeah. it, there's nothing wrong with that, mate. As do we all. But uh, I don't think many of us got much sleep the night before, given the, <sighs> the stakes for us. So I'm I'm amazed that you managed to get your head down. But um, what? So if you will, the the night before the game, or in the in the, in the in the build up to the game, like were you? And just how aware were you of the kind of magnitude of feeling behind the game? Like the, 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 you know, the passion behind the derby? Because it's in football circles, the Swindon-Oxford game is actually pretty well known as being a really passionate derby. But did did that hit you? Were there any nerves in the, like, the night before? Like you've obviously slept so well. How did you manage to do that?
1: No, not really. Like obviously every game you sort of treat the same. But I think having no fans there, you, you tend to sort of forget of, of how big it is. I think if the fans were there... Obviously, the occasion can get to you, um, but obviously no fans there. And then I'm gutted there were no fans there because when I scored, it would have been probably the best feeling ever. But um, and then <laughs> so you sort of in in amongst the game, you don't really realise how big it is when you're playing. And then after that, obviously my phone was going mad and Twitter was popping off and all that. And then when I got back to the ground and see all the fans there greeting us, that's when you sort of realise how big it is.
0: It really started hitting you. Yeah. So okay, so you're long, you, you've had you've had your deep sleep. Like the, the magnitude of the going into the Derby hadn't really kind of registered. So no, just, it must have your your felt like a fairly. Yeah, just yeah,
1: thing, yeah like but... you just do your normal thing, like your pre match get get ready yeah. for the game, as any other game. Um, yeah, so you didn't so really what, realize... what
0: what were you what were you what were you getting down your neck, Tom? So you wake up first thing in the morning, literally. Like, what? What did? You, what did you, are you a big eater before a game? Like, you know, do you do you tend to sort of go fairly light? Like, what do you do? What What is your routine before a game?
1: So if it were a game on a Saturday, I'd, I'd only just have pre-match your, your standard like eggs and beans on toast and all that. <laughs> That's basically what I had. <laughs> yeah. What I had uh, about half four before the game on the on the Tuesday night. So
0: tend to eat the yeah. same thing. Yeah. The same old thing. So Tyler, yeah. I, I i will guarantee that's slightly different to what Tyler's routine was before the gate. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Was. Ten points. hundred percent. I've been lucky to have got through ten before it. Jesus. <laughs> got through ten. I after think for it. me, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, from my, from my perspective, Tom. Like my my, um, I can honestly tell you, like, as a, as a fan going into that game, I didn't sleep the night before. Like, I was so. It's a kind of blend of nervous excitement and this sort of weird sick feeling that, you know, that, you know, potentially given our recent record, you're going to just end up sitting there for like, you know, another like four months just feeling like really like deflated, let down. You've lost the bragging rights. Um, So you're getting up. And I remember waking up really early in the morning and sort of, I don't know whether you were like a big follower of like the FA Cup final as a kid, but there's that routine of like the day of the FA Cup final. You know, it's a real event. You know, you start following it online really early. You know, you sort of like, and then and then you sort of drift onto the TV, start watching all the build-up. There is sort of like a kind of Poundland version of that. I like <laughs> to call it that in relation to in relation to our um, you know our, our big Derby against that mob because. You obviously, particularly with social media, you've got the opportunity to sort of start to get into the game, feel the chatter, get involved in a little bit of um, online hijinks with the uh, with the Oxford fans, um, the the ribbon starts quite early. And then you start getting into the game. And obviously, then we start to get images in the social space as you guys are kind of starting to prepare to go to the game, arriving at the stadium. You know, the the admins usually starting to put imagery, the team lineups are coming on, things like that. So by the time the game came round... I was genuine. I had this really horrible, sick feeling in my stomach, like real nerves, like a cup final. So, um, and I hate to admit that because we're only playing that, those herbits up the road, but yeah, it's it, like it's it's an interesting juxtaposition as to where you were, mate. To be totally frank, what well, so if you were quite cool as a cucumber, was the what was the feeling amongst the squad like when when you sort of you've had your eggs, your beans, you sort of you get yourself to the ground? Did you drive yourself to the ground or no? Something? No, Did you we'll go with any of the lads. We'll have,
1: we'll have the coach to the ground. Um, obviously, meet at the home. Yep. Uh, meet at our our ground, get the coach to a hotel yeah. where we'll have pre-match and stuff like that, and then and then a coach onto the ground. Um, no, everyone's right, gotcha. Like you say, everyone just prepares to like prepares as if they're preparing for any other game. To be honest with you, um, uh-huh. like you, you have to. You don't, don't want to treat it any different. Um, yeah, and then obviously, like you say. It, it was it was a difficult season without fans there anyway because it's always the fans get you up for the game more and things like that but um
0: yeah you just you just try and treat it like any other game So, do you find yourself shutting out the particular social media, Tom? Um, I mean, obviously, you'd have me getting in contact with you just in the build-up to sort of doing these bits and bobs. But I'm guessing in the build-up to the Oxford game, did you get many sort of, you know, good luck messages? Did you find if you did, you were having to shut those out? Or how how do you deal with the online chatter? Uh, You tend to not really look at it too much before a game. Um, And then, obviously,
1: the same after, really... if, if the game hasn't gone how you wanted. But obviously, you you want to enjoy it after the game once you've won and see all the messages coming in.
0: Yeah, so a bit like, don't pick up the newspapers. Yeah. You, you'll yeah. you'll just avoid logging on. Yeah. You'll, you'll avoid sort of, you know, interacting with the supporters from a social perspective. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Was, the, was, the, was the gaffer at the time kind of very, very strict in relation to that? Like, was there a dictate from the club that you don't go online and engage with any of that?
1: No, no, I think it's just amongst yourselves, like... People deal with it differently. Um, you know, some people might see negative messages from people and think, like, it might affect their performance or something like that. But, you know, everyone deals with it differently. The gaffer didn't really say anything. He, um, he didn't really men- No one really mentions anything on social media and about, like, managing social media and things like that. It's just You're just left to it uh, with that. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, phone so you said...
0: Up you... No, that's you all, all right. Don't worry, I can't... It, there's, there's probably no worries the, with the it lads
1: in the WhatsApp make. group are probably it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving your dogs are they yeah.
0: Let, so you said you stayed were you staying up at the hotel you said so did you did you stay in Oxford or were you no. staying in the locality no no obviously we'd meet we'd meet at the county ground and then
1: travel up on the day obviously because it's not far away um, so we wouldn't stay in Oxford no
0: Right, um, no, I don't blame you. I don't yeah. think anyone would want to stay in that godforsaken place. But that's a, <laughs> co- that's a different conversation altogether. What's um, what's the um? So you so you make your way. So the coach is there now. So you, you're making your way onto the coach. Who's who? Who you perched next to on the coach? Do you remember?
1: Um, no, I don't. You know, um, yeah, I like you to don't... S- sit at the back what, what... and put my headphones in and chill out. Really,
0: yeah.
1: um, just trying yeah. to think who, who was there. I think Ty, I think I was sat next to Tyler
0: Smith. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, and by the, so by the time you get yourself into the coach, Tom, are you all kind of like, is it sort of sort of game heads on, or is is the banter flying about, and you know what what was the sort of atmosphere like on the coach? Obviously, you got your cans on, so you, it may have just bypassed you. But was there was it hijinks? Like, were you all in good spirits? Yeah. say, the, the the form weren't that terrible going into the game. But what what was what was the atmosphere like on the coach heading up there?
1: Yeah just like you say banter's flying about like normal um some people will be chilling out like watching things on their iPads or listening to music some will be playing cards and having a bit of banter just just normal like you say every like every other game um and then yeah. once you get closer to to the stadium and things like that people start getting getting their heads on it a bit more
0: yeah, gotcha. Was was there any? I mean, on on your journey into the into the stadium, did appreciate obviously the nation was under lockdown and and the police did have a you know did have an eye out for people that were sort of taking liberties. But did you was it a fairly eventful sort of journey in, or was it pretty straightforward? Did you have any like sort of issues with their supporters and you know people hanging off of like you know bridges over the over the motorways trying to get into your heads? What? How did, how did that uh, unfold?
1: No, it was quite boring. Really, <laughs> it was pretty straightforward. You straight in, there was no one about. I think there are a few people climbing a climbing some tree in the car park. You know, the one behind oh, where, well. where there's no no stand, so they can see in.
0: Sorry, uh, Tom. Could you repeat the last? can you repeat the last bit? What, what? the the no stand? Yeah. Do you say that yeah. where there's no stand? Yeah. Tyler, could, did, did the... you just hear right? Like t- the yeah, there's a ground I'm... with only three stands. I don't think Carl Robinson would have said what he said to Will to Tom, that's for sure. <laughs> I remember that as well, you know. Uh, oh, right. We'll, we'll, we'll come, yeah, we'll come, we'll come we'll, on to that. Will shit don't his worried, pants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember being in the changing room and he'd come in like looking like he'd seen a ghost. And we're like, what's up with you, mate? And he was like, "I, he's been saying stuff to me and all that. <laughs>
0: Chill out, mate. <laughs> don't let him get in your head rent free Will Fowler don't let him get in your head rent free so yeah obviously we had the show last night Tom I don't know if you had a chance to uh, tune in but we had both Will and um, Ben Hook on uh, and the boys were sort of telling us their various war stories. And, uh, yeah, the Carl Robinson, Will Fowler story is the kind of thing that will go down in Swindon Town folklore, I think. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm delighted. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm delighted that you recognise that there is... A, a, one of those two teams that are playing on the day has four stands in their ground, <laughs> and one of them has three. Um, and uh, and that you can actually view a tree from inside the ground, where, <laughs> you know, that's... that's that's, a, that's a, But, um, so, moving... Moving on then, obviously. So we've got so we've got ourselves into the ground, as you say. There was some there, there was some some banter already. I mean, look, we were joking about the will and and Cole Robinson running, but was there by the time you get inside the ground? Is there? What's the tension like between the two teams? Because it obviously it's a derby. There are no supporters in there, but is there is there a sort of an enhanced rivalry? Do you feel that when you start sort of seeing their players moving about? Is there? Is it people giving you funny side eyes left and left and right? Is, does it feel more tense?
1: Yeah, it, it, it does, to be fair. Um, you know, like you, there's players there that you know that, you know, you'd normally sort of say hello to and speak to and you just didn't didn't really do that. Because I think Tommy Wright, Tommy Wright didn't like all of that. Do you know what I mean? If you'd have gone and seen one of your mates who played for the other team or something like that, he'd be like, don't fucking speak to them and all that. Um, <laughs> so you just sort of, you just sort of like get yourself to yourself and amongst your team and that and then I didn't even speak to any of them after either to be honest like obviously they were fuming weren't they how, how the game ended so um, yes yeah so no you didn't, didn't really speak to them or, or even look at them to be honest
0: yeah did they was there I mean there's there's many many stories in in the history of football of sort of hijinks by the home team with the, in the away dressing room was there anything that sort of stuck out were there any sort of you know, the sort of dark arts deployed by Oxford. So, for example, what I'm trying to say was, was there a Robbie Fowler on the floor in the middle of the changing room? Uh, sorry, a Robbie, Robbie Savage on the floor in the middle of the changing room? Or uh, did you, uh, was it all sort of, did they did they play it all with a straight back? Did you feel there was any hijinks? Were they trying to get in your head?
1: No, not that I can remember, um, to be honest. I think it was, it was all all right. Um, like I say, I just sort of, Keep myself to myself, really. When I when I go into the game, um, but I don't remember anything that they tried.
0: Yes, I'm sure they probably do, so, but not don't, that I noticed. Not that you noticed. There was no there was no salt in the tea. There was no uh, there was nothing iffy looking in the in you know in the in the, you know in the in, in any of the refreshments they laid on. The bananas were all legitimate. No, we bring our own. <laughs> we bring our own anyway. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. So the so the line I mean, again, not not a bad sort of on on paper going into that game. You know, you still have people establishing their. Um, I mean, you said you were you are obviously very disappointed not to be in the, the starting lineup. So I'm having come uh, and been involved in the previous game, but the the lineup itself on paper didn't look too bad. Obviously, we've got the boy Kovar at the back. Yeah, that's, um, obviously, what a that's that's. I mean, that must have yeah, that must have been quite a. Quite an experience for him, as I say. Obviously, no fans in the ground. But yeah. um, you've got the lad on loan from Man United at the back. You had We had Akin lining up at right back. We had Frenchie and Johnny Grounds at centre-back. And we had um, Dion Donahue at left-back. With, as I recall, Paul Caddis, Anthony Grant were sort of sitting um, with Matty Smith in front of them. Um, and then you had... Uh, our um, uh, Jamaica's finest in, uh, uh, export in um, Joel Grant playing on the left. You had Jordan Stevens on the right and Tyler starting up top. Did yeah. you? Did, did you? What were your What were your sort of feelings as the team team gets picked? Did Did you all sort of? I mean, your your refusal has obviously a been bit, a bit dented by the fact you're not starting the game. What What was your gut feeling with that as a lineup? Would that have been the kind of lineup that season that would have got you sort of yeah, like this this game really winnable with that with that lineup, or were you? Was there anything about that lineup that had you thinking? Oh, yeah, I'm not quite sure.
1: No, to be honest, I didn't really
0: like. I didn't really think that deep into it. Um, I was just sort of like,
1: I'm not starting when he read the team out. You, you kind of just sit there and listen. I do anyway. I just sit there and listen for my name. When my name weren't called, I yep. sort of switched off a little bit. And then, yep. obviously, you know, just trying to think. Obviously, I, I wouldn't have normally had Cads. Hold him in field, but he he played he played there was it the game before or one of the games, and he played really well um yeah that's right, so I was kind of thinking I was kind of looking at who was playing instead of me Groundsey, um and obviously it, it felt as if though he he wanted to play him um sort of fit fit him in as well um so i was obviously you you're not going to take down Donahue out of the team because he'd been playing well as well. So yeah. I was just sort of disappointed that I wasn't involved. Um, yeah. And then looking at the goals and things like that, once once well, once their goal went in, I thought, "Why well, I, I ain't getting on now, am I?" Because um, they're not going to bring a defender on when when we're losing. Um, so I kind of just sort of sat yeah.
0: back and. Just sort of what, just watched to be honest. I didn't really. Didn't right. Watch. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, like oh, here we go. Like yeah. it's, it's a, it's going to be a, a cold night in the stands, and yeah. obviously that turned out very much not to be the case. So you go, you go. So you go one 0 down, and like you said, you sort of touched on it there. You are sort of sitting there thinking, right, I'm, you know, I can't see myself sort of, you know, getting on here. What, what was the vibe around the lads on the bench? Can you remember how? How that was unfolding as we're clearly we're losing the game. We're away from home. You, you obviously there's no fans in your ear, kind of reminding you, look, look, come on lads, we need to press on. But you've got the gaffer hooting and hollering, and yeah. you've got Tommy Wright on, you know, on the on the touchline as well, where Mildy's about. What what was your what was your recollection of the sort of vibe on the bench? What was the sort of chatter that was going backwards and forwards, if any? There wasn't a lot to be honest. Everyone was sort of sat there quiet. Like, thinking
1: fucking hell you I, know, I, I they don't like smash us here. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So there wasn't like the lads weren't really saying a lot amongst, obviously because the, the, there's no fans and that the gaffer can hear what the gaffer can hear what all the boys are saying or or doing so it was just sort of you know go and go and get warm and I hope that you come on
0: yeah um so I wasn't you, even really was, getting warm because I just thought I ain't going to come on <laughs> 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 so was there I mean it's an interesting one with a gaffer obviously uh, I, I wouldn't even call it a, po- a polarizing character. Obviously, it, it, it had a, a very, very sort of you know difficult year, and we touched on some of that with Will and Ben last night. But yeah. what is there? Is there a sense of fear that you say anything out of place, and that's it? You get you're burned with a manager. There's no chance of getting on, and that's what's behind you being quiet. Or is is there anything else sort of going on that keeps you sort of quiet? Is it are you focused, or, or what what's going through your heads as as a bunch of professionals? Not really any
1: fear from from him, like. You know, he was. You could sort. You could speak to him. Um, you know, he he was approachable, but you know, it was kind of. You almost found it interesting to sit there and and listen to what he was shouting because you know, I'm sure you'd have heard him a bit hammering players and things like that. Portsmouth, um, yeah, Portsmouth. That one sticks out with me because <laughs> I got one of my mate's place, Portsmouth. He was on the Portsmouth bench at the time. And he was looking over at me, laughing, thinking like, "What's he going on about?" Yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah. it was was quite interesting some of the things he said. Almost like comical, like you say. Um, So no, you you just sort of kept your head down and, you know, if you get on, you get on and and you get a chance to change the game and and try and do your best.
0: I think, I mean, it's interesting, Tom. I mean, it's probably worth spending a bit of time sort of talking about that because obviously it caused quite a a a rumpus um, when we talk about the, the Portsmouth game. But... I think there's always a, there was a perception building that, you know, that John Sheridan was a little bit of a man out of time, you know, like a, a very old fashioned manager in a very sort of, you know, fast, fast changing modern game. Um, and you kind of, when fans are in the stand are in the ground, obviously it drowns a lot of that out. So we don't really get to kind of solidify that opinion but I mean some of the some of the stuff that was quite clearly being heard on iFollow and being shouted by a manager at various games and 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 then being relayed and replayed on social media almost immediately it actually it, it made it even harder I think for for Swindon Town fans to have any sympathy for him from a footballing perspective because it's the sort of stuff that you you sort of associate with just with, with park football, part you know, literally Sunday league managers, that's the way that they, they might talk to their players. Like, yeah. you hope it would be a little bit more technical um, and a little bit more insightful, the kind of instructions being given. And I think you then blend in the expletives as well. And obviously, when that's coming across, like, I mean, obviously, we appreciate football. That's part part, part and parcel of football. Um, but again, it, it just seemed to really magnify the, the kind of issues and the discontent amongst the supporter base towards the manager were, were, the, were, the, were the players aware that that was that that was becoming an issue?
1: Yeah, um, I mean you can't you can't hide from that fact, can you? Um, I think obviously, like you said, there he's, he's proper old school, isn't he? And like the game's evolved a lot, and obviously he's done he's managed teams in the past where a while ago and think. Like what he's done at Swindon would have worked, do you know what I mean? But where players have changed and the games all evolved, if you're shouting like, like swearing and take like saying stuff like "What the fuck's that?" and not hammering your players, a lot of the younger lads aren't going to take well to that and they'll they'll sort of crumble under the pressure. Um, so, you know, I remember. I remember it, it, it is it is that what out. you
0: think it is, Tommy? It... I, yeah. I remember it in one. So, out sorry, play, buddy. Like, I I was was, Diag
1: and and he. Is that like started laughing? I was thinking, You're fucking laughing at me, like, what's going on? Um, yeah, so it can, I know it can, it can affect you, but you, you just try and you know, it would come in the changing room and be like, You boys make it look so difficult, just fucking do this. <laughs> you know, I, I, liked, I liked him, you know, like obviously back in the day, he was a great player and things like that. Um, and I got on really well with him, but you do think like sometimes you could probably speak to people a bit differently. Um, yeah But yeah That's how we work. And
0: I, I think Well I think what we I mean there was that Immortal quote You know One's the captain One's six foot five You know Tommy Rice <laughs> Reeled out and, and obviously Clearly clearly, Tom well, I think we knew Who he was talking about With the, with the latter But I mean at, at that stage Obviously that's that's Much can't further down me. the line You know we re- Six foot three So yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he—I mean, I think I think at that stage he's he stuck with the Swindon supporters, and and indeed, you know, Tommy Wright's stock, which for me was, you know. I, I was really frustrated because when when Tommy was alongside Richie Wellens the the general feeling was like that the, the coaching team were like absolutely spot on and and in fact Tommy probably could be part of a succession plan if Richie ever moved on but yeah. you just see Tommy going down with the sinking ship that was you know John Sheridan um and as as Sheridan's stock amongst the Swindon supporters seemed to just go off a cliff um Tommy very much went with him and I think that that particular remark was like a watermark appreciate different game and all that but that was a kind of uh, that was a you know a, a kind of watermark moment for um you know like literally everyone checking out um so it, but you, what was really interesting there tom you said that it you know that it was a question of players crumbling as opposed to cuz my my perspective at the time would have been that you know or there is a perspective that professional football is just literally just like switch off and stop listening but you you actually felt that that was like a like a problem for, like in terms of eroding confidence did i hear you right yeah, well
1: I think once you think you're losing games you you know you've got your manager hammering you on the side and things like that things aren't going right I'm not saying players crumble but it definitely would
0: take apart you know what I mean Yeah So all right so look moving 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 on because we want to keep this positive and not many people have got many positive things to say about us while a former gaffer um you're 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 on the bench and you said you touched on it earlier that obviously you told Tom right. You, you're going on. Um, 61st minute. Still, still quite a lot to play for. We're still losing. What's like? Talk me through it, Tom. Because it, it they're, they're watching it online and watching the reaction of some of the lads as you entered the pitch, there was one moment that was actually quite funny. Where it was like, "Hang on, mate, you're going to the wrong end when you clearly weren't." You know <laughs> what? What? Talk, 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 talk me through. took me through the substitution. I think the players thought the same as well. Um, I remember running up yeah.
1: there, and Tyler was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I'm up top with you. And he just sort of fist-pumped me. He goes, let's go then. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I remember before I went on he was like, right, you're going up top. I was like, well, I've never, I've never played up top, mate. I mean, I played up top when I was a kid. He was like, just when the ball's on like at the left-side centre-half, as in our left-side centre-half, peel off for a Diag and, you know, vice versa, the other side and just be a nuisance, win headers, win flick-ons and I was like all right and that's that's basically all, all I went out to do but I remember coming like trying to come and get the ball feet and I think I had a bad touch or something and i think the gaffer shouted to one of the lads no no you're fucking players you don't want it there what <laughs> <laughs> i do but nah, it was funny i, I just enjoyed it do you know what I mean? when you got like when you're coming on coming on for a game at center half you know you've got to play your way into the game you you know The pressure's a bit more on because you you make one little mistake or lose the ball, like they can score. But when you go on up top, you lose the ball, you've got, you know, the rest of your team behind you to, you know, back you up. So you can go on and and there's sort of no pressure. And there was no pressure on me there because people wouldn't expect me to come on and score. So I just got to go on and, and, you know, do my best and and run around and and be a nuisance like what they asked me to be. So I, I enjoyed it. And then obviously, like you say, what happened happened. I'm I'm starting the next game up front against Crew. I just thought it was oh. I felt like I felt like the main man. I felt like I was so high on confidence then, and then got injured again in, in the Crew game, and it's just like sort of out again for another few weeks, and it
0: just sort of wears off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but no. well, we. I mean, I, I'm, what 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 I think's amazing, Tom, <laughs> is that like literally, I was going to ask you, was there any kind of were, were you a Plan B? Were you like the secret weapon? That you, and you've worked on it in training, but you clearly haven't, had you mate? No. Like you said, you you haven't played up front since you were a kid. So that the, the fact that you're literally just tossed on in there and it's like, go on then, mate, just go and be a nuisance. Like I'm I'm absolutely bowled away by it. Tom, I don't know if you've noticed, but we've we've got a uh, we've got someone else who wants to say hello to you. I don't know when was the last time you spoke to our Jonah, but how are you, Jonah? Oh fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's turned his mic off. Don't bottle it, Jonah. Come on. Are you going to say hello? Come on. All right. I think he's gone. shy Come on, on his He's never shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, we'll leave his mic on. We'll leave his mic on. And if, if he decides he just wants to shamelessly interrupt, he absolutely can. Uh, well, so, like, is, is he oh, on it still, yeah.
1: I'm trying to see who's on.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still on it. i have turned his speaker on and everything. He's just, he's just, I don't know what, he's uncharacteristically shy, the boy. Uh, he's never shy, him. So. No, he's not. So, all right. So, look, the substitution happened. So, you've, you've basically you got the best part of sort of twenty odd minutes of running around, making a nuisance for yourself. Did did you did what 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 seemed to strike me was that you actually do it like you said about your your first touch was a bit heavy, but it actually started quite quickly. Looking to me like actually, do you know what? There there might be something in this, you know. I mean, a real old school trick, you know, throw the big centre half on up front. It's the sort of thing I had not seen since the early nineties, but. I was like, do you know what? Actually, this might end up being a bit of a masterclass. And lo and behold, 84 minutes on the clock and it, it happens, right? So what? To, to, did, did the, the sort of 20 minutes in between you coming on and that happening, you must have been having fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Did it go really quick? And what were your recollections of the goal? Yes, madly say 84
1: minutes because I, like, I almost felt like I'd come on and scored straight away. Um, Like, that's how quick it went. Um, Yeah. So, I thought, God, what an impact. And it looked up at 84 minutes. I was like, fucking hell. Like, it's gone gone so quick. Um, You know, I I noticed that they they were dropping deeper because obviously we were hitting the long balls and I was getting joy winning the headers. And it showed on on the the second goal where their centre-half didn't even bother coming to challenge me for that header when when Tyler apparently got the touch on it. Um, I still don't think he touched that, you know. But I'm um, with uh, you on that. <laughs> he didn't touch it. No, nah, but obviously, if he was super, anyway, super Tom. Here he is. Super oh, hello! Look who's here. Tom.
0: Super, <laughs> super Tom. Super Tommy. Broad, super man. Tommy. Broad, who put man. the ball here in the is. Oxford net. Who put the ball in the Oxford net. who Put the ball in the Oxford net. Super <laughs> Tommy Broadband. You ready? <laughs> How are you, mate? You're right. Yeah, you right
1: boarding? Yeah, mate. i I'll see you on Saturday coming to the game. You coming, yeah?
0: Yeah. I'm the the, to the Tom it. Ball Bent Derby, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's it, mate. I ain't got a game, so I'll I'll come and watch that one. <laughs> Love that. Big razor sort of sun, <laughs> some tickets.
0: Love it. Anyway, sorry, sorry for messing that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Jonah, it, w- it wouldn't have been the same without you doing that, Jonah. I'm over the moon. <laughs> hey, keep, keep talking, keep talking. Jo- I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, Jonah, if you didn't do it, I was going to do it. So it's, it's poetry that you've come on and done that. <laughs> Someone's got it. <laughs> Jonah, you're, you're welcome to stay on as long as you like, mate. So we've we just started talking to Tom about the fact that, obviously... The time lapse in tom 's mind, like between coming on and the goal being scored literally was like gone in the click of the fingers, so then obviously it's at, at that stage, Tom did you think right I've rescued the game or did you was did you have a feeling like we still got time? was there this sort of feeling that you could get a winner here um because they they'd obviously their their game plan had kind of gone to pot, and i my perspective as a fan watching it was that, that they had gone super wobbly but so 90, 90 minutes plus the extra minute of stoppage time, and we're going to call it the assist for argument's sake, only yeah. because the records have given it the title. Mm. What, what do you what, <laughs> what 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 do you recall of, of I mean that was the mo- one of the <laughs> most bizarre winning town goals I've ever seen scored. What do, what do you remember of of the second goal? Um,
1: obviously, I remember AK getting the ball, and I just sort of pulled out wider, um, and then he's obviously hit the Diag I thought it's oh, not he's not even I, to be fair I thought the, the centre half were going to come and challenge me so I obviously jumped up and just tried to get a bit on it to flick it on to tie um, but obviously this, they, they'd all dropped and you know got got quite a lot on the header to be fair and then they've had that big fuck up at the back <laughs> and so I sneaked in and poked <laughs> it in um, but I remember just before that I think like after I'd scored it looked like they were going to go up and score and I just thought oh don't don't score now, um, but I, obviously at the time you'd, you'd have been quite happy to take a point, wouldn't you? Um, and then obviously to get the winner and go on and win the game, it's a bonus. So
0: yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, I genuinely, I mean, I'm 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 a keeper of not particularly great uh, repute, Tom. Um, I but even I was like, I, I it was a weird one because the ball's looped up in the air and came down. It's a bit of an awkward one, especially when you've got like you know a big lump like yourself bearing, you know. Sort of, you know you, you, you've put this massive header into the box you've got Tyler Smith bearing down on him you know at a rate of knots and there's this sort of coming together but you're looking at the keeper going like what you've done there I mean my personal take was the keeper's bottled it a little bit
1: yeah, um, like it.
0: and sort of pulled yeah, sort of pulled out the challenge but in a game like that obviously you can't afford to bottle it but I mean I yeah can, can we, if that, if complete complete.
1: there's every chance that he's taking, taking Ty out isn't there
0: so yes um that's probably what he was more more concerned about. Yeah. So okay, so obviously, yeah, he's, he's trying not to give away a penalty. Then we'll give him the we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But the, I mean, it really was the faintest of the touches. So I mean, we'll come, we'll come on to after the game in a bit. But you guys clearly. There was, you could see there was a, a lot of rapport and a chemistry on the pitch, almost like straight away between you guys. Was there, did, were you, were you secretly a bit gutted or did you think it was your goal? Was there, was there, what was, what was really going on inside your head?
1: I didn't really think, oh, that's mine or, or whatever. I will not gu- obviously, I just see it going the back of the net and I was absolutely buzzing. Um, I think you see on my yeah. reaction there, I sort of, a bit
0: of disbelief that it's gone in how it did. Um, <laughs> also known as the broad, the the broad bent squat, as it's become known. It? <laughs> That's what I mean.
1: I don't I don't get many goals, so I don't practice celebrations or anything like that. I didn't even get to celebrate my my goal. Really, I was jumped on by the players straight away. But I'd like yeah. to think in my head, I'd like to think if the fans were there, I'd run a knee slide or something like that. But
0: just, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. My well, mate, honestly, the you know, there's that. There is a brilliant image shot from the other end of the pitch that I'm sure you've seen a hundred times of the broad bench squat with Tyler running off. Yeah, and it is it's one of the one of the great pieces of Swindon Town photography. Such a beautiful image, like the way they caught it. Um, but there was still there was still time for one more glorious moment from Super Tommy Broadbent. 90 <laughs> minutes plus the three-minute stoppage time. And all I'm going to describe as the tackle. <laughs> and any Swindon Town fan that's just heard what I'm talking about will remember the tackle. What's your recollections of the tackle, Tom? I can't remember where. Like, obviously, they had a corner,
1: didn't they? Was it a corner? Um, yeah. I can't really remember. And then it sort of, like, broke out. And I thought, God, oh, I could counter and get another goal (laughs) then I tried getting up to carry on as well but he's pulled me down Um, and then you just got to realise what sort of stage the game is at there and sort of take the foul but yeah it was a nice tackle wasn't it I can't even if I say to myself
0: (laughs) well Tom I'll tell you the funny story and I was talking about this last night on the show there were three moments that day that I live on the London-Kent border. So I'm a, I'm a real long-distance town fan. You can probably tell from the accent I'm, yeah. not, I'm not local to Swindon, But the, um, I had a knock on the door of my neighbours when you scored because they thought that there was some sort of domestic incident going on in my house. <laughs> and they wanted to check that we were OK. Then they came and made sure again with the assist. And then by, by the time they saw me running around the garden with my shirt off um, at the end of the game, um, we'd also had this uh, incident with the tackle where, uh, honestly, mate, I was making the wall shape. I think I, enjoy, I enjoyed the tackle almost as much as the uh, as the equaliser because I think that, that obviously everyone loves a big bone crunching tackle, but in in a derby, that's the sort of that is the sort of iconic moment that just sort of as you absolutely glued into folklore, mate. So um, whether whether it was just a, a, an, an unintended because you were trying to break away or not, that was i mean i you know again for me that just typified everything that fans want to see in the derby so um all right then so you know within within 60 seconds of that the whistle goes what what went through your mind like once once you realised, obviously you've won the game in those kind of circumstances What's what's your recollection of immediately at the whistle Do you know what mate it's it's a bit of a blur to be honest with you um
1: obviously you're just absolutely buzzing um and, and like you say, like I said earlier, you don't realise sort of how big it is until you know you get back and you're getting greeted by fans and that. Like, it just it's sort of the only thing that disappoints me is that the fans couldn't be there as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because that would have made yeah. it more special for me as well. Ah, um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I can't I can't really well, remember too much. Just going in and everyone absolutely buzzing in the changing room, getting the music on and things like that. So. Obviously well, Jonah and Steve jumping on me and <laughs>
0: <laughs> So tell, so I think we all know obviously we all know about the legend of Jonah and Steve and how important they are in terms of sort of setting the tone behind the scenes. Yeah. Um have, have you got a favourite Jonah and Steve story from that night? Was there anything in particular that sticks in your mind or was it just sort of like one long one, one long party for them? No, I think it was just one long party for them too. Um Yeah. Well yeah, I can't really remember. Clearly that,
1: yeah. To be well, fair jo- my memory Jonah is was terrible responsible anyway,
0: mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well look, Jonah was responsible for capturing that fantastic piece of video that adorns your Twitter feed. Yeah. What um so clearly you've gone in, you guys have, have freshened up, you've probably had a bite to eat or whatever, you've said your Cheerios and you start sort of filtering away from the ground. At what point did you realise that actually there was quite a congregation in the car park? Um I think Mildy come up to the back of the but like the thing is because it, it was quite a close game
1: like as in not not too far away. A lot of the lads, had, you know, people pick them up and things like that and shoot straight off. Um, and I think I was gonna I was gonna drive to a meet point as well. Um, and the coach stops off sort of at that meet point, and drops a few of the boys off, and I was going to get off there. Um, yeah, but obviously I didn't drive no. there in the end. So it's good that I didn't because I. I wouldn't have been at the ground when all the all the fans were there to greet us. There was only a few of us, like DJ and who else were there? I think Tyler were there. Um, so I think Mildy came to the back of the bus and said, "Lads, like just to warn you, there's you know a couple of hundred fans there at the at the ground waiting for us." And that's when you sort of think, "Fucking hell, that's decent." Like that's when it sort of fits in, like
0: what well, you know what you've
1: done. Yeah.
0: Well, it was it was written all over your face, Tom, on that video. And it, it's funny because um, last night talking to, to Ben and Will, we were talking a lot about video creation and things that happen like off the cuff that end up just being like just essentially woven into the, the fabric of the club, like the folklore of the club. And at that particular video is one of my favourite pieces of Swindon Town footage um, because, I mean, it, it, it captured so much of the history at the time that was going on around the country. Obviously, the fact we were all in lockdown, the fact all the fences were up, obviously that we turned over Oxford. You know, just to, ordinarily, a couple of hundred fans in and around the car park, you wouldn't think that much of it. But in those circumstances, that was, you know, that that really was quite something. So what what's going through your head then, Tom? You're walking down, you've got the Arkham stand on your left-hand side and you can... I was going to try and play the video again, but given it ended, by our, uh, I don't want to tempt fate and end the space by yeah. trying to do it. But um, I was going to play the um, the audio of it, but what, what goes through your head, Tom, as you are walking towards it? Do you realise that's for you that moment, or was there, you know, was there anything else going through your head? I, I didn't
1: realise at first until obviously start. You just think they're there because we obviously won the game and the fans are buzzing. But when, when they start singing your name and that was yeah, that's when you realise. Um, and I, obviously, Jonah was like videoing it. And I was buzzing because obviously as a centre half and. I don't get many goals like fans don't really sing your name do you know what i mean so it was quite, it was a first for me um so yeah i enjoyed it
0: well so Tom, th- th- so this is the wonderful thing tom and please please don't take any offence by what i'm about to say right because for for us you know you you're you're a, you're a proper steady eddy decent servant to the club but you made the point yourself like you're a centre half. You don't get a lot of goals. You know, as a centre half, you don't tend to get involved in too many kind of glory moments. Nah. And you, you're one of these players that, from from a Swindon's perspective, Swindon fans' perspective, you, you you're one of these lads that we wanted to see out there more, but we we never really kind of got to build that really strong relationship with you because you know you you did thirty eight, forty odd games a season for like you know three, four seasons, and you become a real fan's favourite. But you had you have all the attributes for that, yeah. but. The, the the you i mean how the the weird sort of position that you find yourself in now is that you've gone and done what you've done on their patch and you are now absolutely part of Swindon town folklore like you are like you have legendary status do you, do you do you do you do you appreciate yourself the the magnitude of feeling amongst the swindon fans towards you tom like do you you know for somebody that you, you probably, you would probably have liked, I'm guessing, to have played more for Swindon, have achieved more playing for Swindon. But yet yeah, you find yourself in Swindon folklore. How, how, how does that feel to you? Like, what does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, it's mad considering when you look at the amount of games I have played. Like, it wasn't as many as I wanted. And then obviously, people calling you like a legend and things like that. When you think I've only played, what I, I don't know, 40 games or something like that. Obviously I'd rather have... I think I'd have... I i do not know. It's hard to say, would I rather just played more games and not add that. Do you know what I mean? Um but I think I'd never want to change that, what happened. Um Yeah. So no, it's it's it is mad when you think about it like that. But I was a bit gutted to be honest. Yeah. So I played about nineteen, twenty games last season and just the things that went on sort of behind the scenes and things like that, I, I would have liked to have stayed. Um but you look at everyone who was sort of out of contract, everyone moved on um, because there was no one there to sort of make that decision. Um, Yeah. But it's good to obviously see like the clubs back in a good place and that now and, and heading in the right direction Uh again.
0: Bless you, Tom. I think, I mean, certainly speaking from a Swinders fans perspective, like, i really I genuinely do mean this. I think we would all love to still have you as part of that squad and I think if you look at the makeup of the squad, how we're put together now, I don't think there's any doubt that you know you you'd still be very much kind of you know part part of the mix yeah um you know it's whilst we're doing really well, the, the squad itself is still relatively thin in certain areas. And particularly when you take into account French is injured again, um, you know, we're, we're not blessed with loads of, loads of um, options at the back and having lost Romley Critchlow um, a week or so ago with the, um, the ending of his loan. Yeah. yeah. It leaves you a bit short and it does kind of leave me thinking like, you could do with a, you know, you could do with a time and around the squad. Um. Uh, you know, obviously styles of play, things like that would, would the way they're playing at the moment suit you, but you know, it didn't exactly not suit you playing, playing with Wellens. I don't think the styles are, are that much uh, different. It, it's a lot slower build up and slower pace, possession, possession base with Garner. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing that, the thing that strikes me, Tom, I don't know if you're aware, but there are Swindon town fans that actually put you on the top of their Christmas tree. Um, <laughs> I
1: did see a few of them, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um... <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Well mate, it's, it's like I say, it's
0: it's 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 it is richly, richly deserved. So um do you do you how much I mean do you do you still get much contact from town fans moving forward? Tom so, I mean, it's obviously it's not been that long since you've gone and the, the Oxford game, whilst it's getting on for a couple of years ago, is still fresh in all of our minds. it's such a special night. Do you still have a lot of contact with town fans?
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of them still sort of... I, I don't go on social media a lot. I don't post a lot of pictures and things like that. But when I do put a picture up, a lot of town fans sort of comment on it and things like that, which is nice. Um, but yeah, like so I say, I stay off social media a lot now, to be honest.
0: Unless, unless of course, you're hashtagging Doyle. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that, mate. What's, what's the backstory you know, there?
1: The, the backstory, uh, it's quite funny, really. So, there was a, I think there was a time where I sort of wasn't playing a lot um, you know, and I think I travelled to a few games and not got in the squad. And you know, rather than get pissed off and stuff like that, I sort of made it. I'd, I'd make a little joke with the boys like myself and Macca and um, Luke McCormick, the goalie. Um, I'd be like, yep. I'd be like, "How's how's your day?" Then I said, "Yeah, it's great. I've 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 won this competition to uh, go with the the Swindon team, and I get to do the warm up with the guys." <laughs> so like a bit of banter just sort of hammering myself I get to do the warm-up with the team and sit on the bench and have food and that with the guys before the game and it's so good and I'm here I get to watch Doyle and, Like, I just always called him Doyle there. <laughs> and there was one in the dressing room I, I got I got Jonah and Steve to print out a picture of um... <coughs> me and me and Owen Doyle and uh, I, when you get the kids in that in before the game to come and get their like programmes signed and that I walked in all sheepish and like looking at Doyle and I held this picture. I said, will you sign this for me, please, Doyle? And he just burst out into tears. <laughs> right, we got the picture of us having that like, having signed and stuff. So it just, it just sort of carried on from there. Do you know what I mean? And it, it was kind of me sort of battering myself um, for not playing. But, you know, the boys enjoyed it and it sort of, you know, when, when you're not winning or, mind you, it started then, but I, I carried it on a little bit and, you know, it was just a bit of banter between us, and it—you know—I'd comment on Twitter and that, and then obviously it was funny when fans would do it, and they didn't really know why I was
0: doing it. <laughs> um, but now they do. Well, yeah, now we all do. But listen, every time I see a story remotely um, uh, connected with you, Tom, I will always put a hashtag uh, block capitals broadband. Yeah, that's, on there that's just why I'm now, isn't it?
1: Because I used to always put Doyle. So it's <laughs> yeah, yes, it exactly itself. that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but look, Tom, we're we're going to take a few. If you're all right with that, mate, I know you're a little strapped for time tonight. We're going to yeah. take a few um, listener questions. But just before we did that, uh, the lovely Claire Follett is a massive Swindon Town fan. I'm, I'm not sure if you've had any contact with Claire. She wrote a tweet that I just wanted to read out, which I think just is a really nice way of rounding off all the stuff that we talked about relating to the game. So Claire said this, Tom. She said, "After a season where we all probably wished we could have erased, where well, we could have erased it from our memories." Sir Tom gave us that Aguero moment. Uh, we all remember exactly what we were doing and where we were in that moment on that night. Even if you don't, Tom, we all do. And that's the strength of feeling, mate. And I think nobody has... Um, or so certainly, I think Claire just encapsulates it, why it's such a it's such a big thing for us. You know, seven, seven, um, seven consecutive derby defeats ended by one stroke of your big left toe um, and as I say Claire, Claire That was now clean It wasn't this time
1: It was clean Yes yeah, it was So, <laughs> yeah.
0: so um, If anyone Guys If anyone listening in Wants to um, Ask Tom a, uh, a question In relation to Anything we haven't Covered off Or you know Anything random Do do send us a request in. I think Tyler You've, you've got a couple Of things that you Wanted to ask Tom Have you not uh, Yeah well The first one is
1: Who do you want to win On Saturday Because I know You played for both And just think You are on here With
0: two Swindon fans So do tread carefully <laughs> Swindon. <laughs> Swindon. That's yes, right. yeah. you top
1: man. I was at Swindon for longer, so now
0: don't 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 go and do it Richie Wellens. Don't go and do a what, Richie Wellens on, on this Tom, and just give it that and then and then, then be on with on with the gas tomorrow on a podcast saying that you you are picking yeah. up the gas. We won't we won't stab it. We will find you we will find you Tom and we'll end no mind you you're in the army mate, you'll probably end me. <laughs> 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 go on, Tyler, was there another one you wanted to ask? um no not 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 that i can think of at the moment tom if you if you don't want me asking <laughs> it's uh, t- funny enough touched on what i just said there like when obviously you you you, you served um queen and country um yeah. what uh, 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 you know if you consider like the period that you were in service if you put yourself right smack bang in the middle of that could you would you have ever foreseen when you had the uniform on that? one day something like Oxford would have happened or that you would have even made it as a pro, like, because it's a fascinating journey for you from the army into professional football. But would you, how, how was your mindset when you were in sort of, you know, I'm guessing you were playing for the army side and obviously you, you must've been pulling up some trees. Um, but could you have ever envisaged when you had, when you were in the army that one day something like that would happen to you? No, never, never. I mean, I have
1: this conversation quite a lot, um, and it's you know it's it's normally when things aren't going great and you think, oh, and you have to sort of look back to sort of how, how far you come and if I'd have looked back you know six six, seven years ago and said I'd be like where I am now, or you know I, I remember when I started the game up front like against crew, and I said to me, brother, I said like imagine a few years ago saying I'd be starting up top in League one, and we just both laughed um." Amazing, so yeah, it's um, it's mad really. Um, but nice, yeah, I wouldn't change it. I I always think, oh, I wish I'd come in, you know, didn't join the army and and stuck at football younger and come in the game sooner and wonder where I'd be now. But to be honest, I don't think I'd have got to where I am now if I didn't go through the army
0: anyway. So, um, I wouldn't change anything. Well, mate, I'm 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 pleased you feel that way, mate. Because, like I said, it, it, you know, we we genuinely, um, you know, we 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 owe we owe a debt of gratitude to you because that was the. There's so many things going on in life that season for all of us that actually transcend football. You know, the the country being locked down, it was it was thoroughly miserable. You had people not being able to go to work. You had people being distanced from their family. People losing loved ones, and you you literally. Gave us gave us something that year that was so special that actually, you know, it's, I think George Best said it once. Like uh, he, you know, when he said when when he when he's gone, people will forget all the other stuff and they'll just remember the football. They just yeah. remember the And and actually, I, I kind of feel a lot like a lot like that in relation to that season. And it it really does start and stop with me. I, I, the rest of the I, I remember the opening day because it got off, sort You know, we got off to a flyer, and I thought, you know what, we we could be doing something this year after we after we toasted Rochdale. But then it all started going horribly wrong. But that that night up the A four twenty is something that just just sticks and will stick in your mind. Like you know, we'll we we'll never forget it, mate. So I'm I'm pleased. You, I'm pleased you're happy with your lot. What 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 does the future look like for you, Tom? Though do you do you see you know sort of the route back into the football league being with Eastleigh obviously very ambitious club right. um but do you do you, can you see yourself sort of you know being on that journey with them back into the football league or you know do you do you still think you've got enough left in the tank to 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 make you know get a move if it wasn't to be with Eastleigh um yeah obviously
1: I'd like to go
0: go up with Eastleigh um you know the season's not not going
1: too bad at the minute we're not we're not far off the playoffs at a couple of bad results last couple of games but there's some big clubs in this in this league and paying like some ridiculous wages so it's hard to compete with teams like that um but yeah obviously i'm ambitious still i'm 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 30 next month i still think i've got a few years left to play and i'd like to
0: play back in the football league of course that's no age tom Uh. Speakers an old duffer like me that's no age (laughs) you're you're a wee scamp you got you you got you have got a good eight, a good eight years left in you, mate.
1: But that's the thing, like you say, get a move. You, you don't tend to get a move at, at, 30, at thirty anyway. But you, you never know because I've got the <clears> experience <throat> playing in the league anyway. You never know, do, do you know what I mean? Um, but like I say, I'd like to do it League, to
0: be honest. Yeah. Well, just remember, mate. If if, if obviously you, you do end up coming up against us, the old uh, just 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 pull a little hammy, wouldn't you? Like, don't do any <laughs> damage, mate. Don't come on up top with ten minutes to go. And I don't and want to ruin pull a hammy. Mate. I've had enough injuries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't ruin your legacy with us, Tom. Is all I am saying. Don't ruin your legacy like. No, do you know what, mate? I think if you ended up hitting the net against us, I think, um, I think you know as well as as well as most that um, you'd be one of those rare because we can be quite an unforgiving bunch at Swindon Town, as you may have experienced. Yeah. I mean, earlier in the season we we got we got turned over um at Leighton Orient, and Lawrence Vigaro got absolute pelters, for, and, and <laughs> it even even surprised me. Now, I know, you know, he's a bit of a polarising character, but that's fairly sort of representative of the way that we treat ex-pros when they come back. But you're, I don't think, I I think you'd have to do a hell of a lot worse, mate, to uh, come back and induce the ire of Swindon town supporters, mate. You're you're one of those characters that, in our view, mate, you can walk on water.
1: (laughs) Appreciate that. Nice one.
0: No, you're very, you're very welcome. Listen, Tom, we've taken up enough of your time, mate. You've given us a great hour, I'm, mate. I'm really grateful, and I'm chuffed that you're going to be going on Saturday. I'll be there as well. I'll see if I, I'll, I'll see if I can look out for you, and I'll have to yeah. come over and say hello. Just, yeah. just look out for a big, bald, fat bloke with an iffy beard, and uh well, meet, can't hear bro- them in Swindon. There's man. a few yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, but not many, not many cockney twats, as I keep getting told every time I come come to Swindon, Tyler. Um, no, Tom, course. thanks, mate. Listen. Tom, we're just going to wrap up with a bit of um, any other business. There's been a couple of little developments in the wonderful world of and You're more than welcome to hang around, mate, if you want to. But equally, appreciate that you've got a fair bit on. I just want to say thanks for coming on, Tom. Uh, no I think problem, and anyone that's listening in will we'll echo that, mate. Um, and again, thank you for that glorious night up the 4.20. You're an absolute legend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers for having us. All no, right. Love no you, Tom. Love you, too. <laughs> Take care, folks. See you later. Ta-ra, buddy. See ya. Well, t- sure. Tyler, that was wonderful, wasn't it? That, that was brilliant, mate. That's one for you to keep keep noted down. Tom Broadbent uh, said he loves you. Well, well, listen, I, I said to my missus earlier today, like, if I'm going to tell Tom I love him at least once, and, uh, yeah, it's just a shame I'm not recording it, because, you know, I would have probably been... I, I'd, I'd have to broadcast that somewhere, wouldn't I? But, listen, I, you know damn well that I think I speak for most of the people that are listening in with that sentiment. Um, so what's um, uh, from Tom's input? Uh, probably just Tyler Smith when he came on. Oh, that was quite entertaining. Absolutely brilliant. You can just imagine that, can't you? So here we go. Oh, well let's go. Yeah, let's go then. What are you doing up here? Well let's go then. <laughs> I think um I think for me, clearly Tom was was having the time of his life on the pitch. You know, there's never a truer word said than, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Um and Tom's perspective of time, like he felt that he came on and almost immediately scored. Um, I thought that was really, really interesting takeaway. I thought um I mean it's unsurprising that hostilities for the boys on the way to the ground were were as sort of low level as they were given the, the state the country was in at the time. But um I think obviously what really strikes me is you know, Tom, Tom holds that moment back at the county ground really, really dear to his heart. Yeah. Um and you know, fundamentally, I mean I, I was I was tipped off well in advance <coughs> that Tom's a really, really good lad and And I thought that just really shines through like what a top character do you here's a question for you Tyler do you could could you see um tom you know with the with the current squad and the way that we're playing if tom if Tom had still been around the county ground, do you think Tom be making appearances in this side yeah just yeah hundred percent do you think we're talking you know the sort of Jake O'Brien role that we're seeing at sort of unfolding at the moment um So it'd be primarily the big stopper.